This is Minimalism Today. My name is Joshua Fields Milburn, and I have Emily from Ontario on the line. Emily, what are you struggling with today? Um, so I recently moved to a new house in a very small bedroom. Um, it's about nine feet by nine feet with no closet. Mm. And I feel like I've minimalized as much as I can, but I'm still just overwhelmed with everything that I still have. Wow. Okay. So you've gotten rid of a bunch of stuff, yes. right? Congratulations. Thank you. Letting go is difficult, especially at first, right? It's, we're, we're surrounded by, by so much stuff. We don't even know where to get started. It doesn't sound to me like you have that problem at all. You've, you've gotten started. You have the momentum. In fact, maybe there's an opposite problem right now. Maybe you have too much momentum and you feel as though you need to keep letting go. And I would just like to remind you that minimalism isn't the destination, right? It's, it's the path toward getting to wherever you want to go. Now, when you reached out to me, you talked about uh, living in Canada, you have you know, different seasons. And so, of course, you need clothes for summer and, and winter. And, and of course, now, though, with fast fashion, we have 52 seasons a year, right? We used to have two. Yeah. Uh, cold and hot and and living living in Ontario you you know about both of those hot muggy summers very cold chilling winters and what i tend to plan for and by the way this i think applies even where i live in los angeles there is a colder season and a hotter season and i a plan i plan for those appropriately um, now you did say that you're, you're, you're letting go of so many things, but you're overwhelmed by the stuff, right? You, yeah. you have, uh, you have clothes specifically on the top of your struggle list. You, you said to me, tell me about yeah. this struggle list. Well, I feel like, I mean, with clothes specifically, I also feel like I have all this stuff that I haven't worn this year because of COVID. Mm. so like it's things like that what? i enjoy kind of wearing clothes? just like clothes that i'd wear out for dinner or like to mm. someone's birthday party or mm -hmm. things like that like i'm not someone that has an insane amount of clothing right but there's just certain tops that maybe aren't work appropriate but yeah. also aren't like hanging out on the couch appropriate which isn't <laughs> basically what i've been doing for the last nine months mm. so so let me ask you about some of these clothes. You said they were appropriate before, but maybe they're not appropriate now, given the current circumstances. And you don't want to let them go. Why exactly? Because they will get worn again. I'm like, fingers crossed that I will have a social life when we're <laughs> allowed to again. <laughs> and, and so you need these clothes to have a social life? I guess not. <laughs> That's a bit of a slap in the face of reality. <laughs> like, no, I guess I don't. Well, I, I think I think it's fascinating that that we often associate you know, rituals or objects with a particular activity. You know, I'm I'm wearing a pair of jeans right now and a black T-shirt. Uh, I'm not prescribing that to anyone, by the way. But uh, and I will wear this outfit to uh, be on the couch watching Netflix, or I'll wa wear this outfit out to dinner or to go out and get ice cream with my daughter, you know, they're, they're, I'll wear this outfit just about anywhere. The scenario generally isn't dictated by, uh, I'm sorry, my outfit generally is not dictated by the scenario unless I want to do something 
specific for what we might call a special occasion. Although I found that I can invent special occasions. I'll give you an example. I own one suit. I used to own a bunch of suits. I, when I was in the corporate world, I had 12 suits. I had 70 dress shirts, which is uh, a little bit nutty now that I look back at that. Um, <laughs> And, and I had I had room for it because I had several walk-in closets. So I, I felt compelled to fill up those closets with uh, more shirts than I could literally wear in two months. And, um, and now I have one suit and I have two dress shirts. And I don't have many occasions in which I can wear that suit where it feels like I'm supposed to wear a suit, you know, it's weddings and funerals. Those seem to be the two where a suit is uh, mandatory. However, there's a third time. And I found that my wife really likes when I wear a suit. And so if I go to pick her up from the airport, quite often I'll put a suit on. It doesn't, (laughs) well, it doesn't dictate that I wear it. And she'd be just as happy if I wore jeans and a black t-shirt that I'm wearing now. And so what I found is that sometimes I can dress up, you know, especially during COVID. There have been times where we've decided, hey, you know, we're staying in again. Why don't we dress up and have dinner at the table with, you know, at, at our kitchen table, even though, you know, we're wearing a suit and make it a special occasion. It's not special because of what we're wearing. However, sometimes what we're wearing can be a marker for the occasion. Tell me about the rest of this struggle list. What else are you struggling with? Um, I guess it's just maybe, I think it's just because I am in such a small space. It yeah. somewhat feels like it's closing in on me. Um, yeah, and so you're feeling a little bit trapped in that space. Yes. You know what's fascinating, though? I've talked to a lot of people over the last decade, and I found the there's a commonality among freedom. People who feel the most free have it's they're almost always able to fit everything they own into their car or into or into one small room. And people will often come to me there in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s and say, "You know, the freest I ever felt was back when I just left home. I was headed off to college and everything I own fit into my little Honda Accord." And that is when I felt the most free. I wish I could get back to that. And my response to them is always, well, you could. It just involves letting go, right? Now, you're actually in the opposite, where you you own very few things, and they all fit into the room in which you're in. To mm-hmm. me, that actually sounds like freedom. Because if you get more space, you're going to feel compelled to fill that more space. Now, obviously, I think you're complete in an empty room, no matter what uh, decorations or ornament, ornaments or, or furniture or whatever else you add to the space doesn't make you more complete. If anything, it should just augment the space. And uh, anything I bring into my life, I want to make sure it's either bringing me tranquility or it is increasing my well-being in some way. Unfortunately, many of the things that we hold on to, or many of the things that we bring in, they're doing the opposite. They're not bringing me calm or tranquility. They're they're adding a little bit of chaos, just a, a drop of chaos. But if you have dozens or hundreds or thousands of drops of chaos, then all of a sudden, 
we're living a chaotic life. And so I would look around at some of those things that you have. And of course, I have some rules. You know, we have the 90-90 rule. Have I used this in the last 90 days? If not, will I use it in the next 90 days? And I think that'd be a nice challenge for you now, especially since you've been spending more time at home. Hey, here are some clothes that I really want to use within the next 90 days. I know I haven't used them, but I'm going to use them within the next 90. And I think you'll find that I don't even like these. Why did I feel compelled? Why did I feel like I needed to dress up to socialize with other people? In fact, many of these things aren't the most comfortable. They're not my favorite clothes. They just feel like what I'm supposed to do. Well, of course, if someone's telling you what you're supposed to do, then they're simply dictating your desires. And that's not even a a desire. That is someone else demanding something out of you. Very true. <laughs> okay, I so have you to remind myself that if I lived in a house, it would be empty because I don't have that much stuff. Right. Uh, hopefully, that's like it, my reminder. Hopefully, it would be empty because the opposite would be I'm going to fill it with a bunch of things I don't need. I might spend money I don't have or even go into debt. And why? Why is that? Is it to impress other people? Is it to impress myself? Are you unimpressed with yourself right now? I can assure you it, because I've lived through it. All of the accoutrements, you know, the, the luxury items are not going to impress you any more than you're able to impress yourself. And, and you know, you could buy uh, the nicest car that, that, that's out there. You could have the nicest clothes. You can have the nicest house. But if you're not happy with who you are, happiness is always internal, right? It, it, there's, there's never anything you can do externally to bring you more happiness, more joy, uh, more, more contentment. It's always, it's always inside you. And so instead of looking outward, I would encourage you to, to look inward and, and find that awareness because happiness is, is really our natural state. Unfortunately, a lot of the things that we bring in, they just get in the way of that. Now, one last thing for you. you. You talked about having a struggle list. What would be on your thriving list if you had a, a thriving list? Oh, I don't even know. Is that yeah. bad that I don't know? <laughs> Maybe yeah. that's something to work on. <laughs> there's no good. There, there's no bad. So, uh, so Yeah, like so, I mean, like I, would, I really want to travel, but obviously that can't happen right now. Well, I, it, also, it's more difficult right now. Uh, it yeah. certainly can, can happen. I, I was traveling last month. Um, so it, there's more risk involved with that. I'm not encouraging you to do it, but I wouldn't say you can't do it. I would say that there's just more, more risk involved. And so you have to really assess what your, you know, your level of comfort is any of any of these situations. So traveling might be something that you feel compelled to do. Quite often, I, I find that we have these, as you called it, a struggle list, and I think it's okay for us to struggle. I think a lot of a, a lot of our struggles lead us to growth. You know, real struggle leads to suffering, and suffering is the place from which we grow if we really learn from that suffering. But the other side of that is, like, what do I want? You know, what, what does my thriving list look like? What 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 does the ideal space that I'm going to live in look like? What what do my ideal social situations look like? And if you made that list, like I, I want to socialize more, I, my, my guess is clothes aren't in the top 10 of what's going to improve your, your social situations. And so if I were you, if I were in your shoes right now, 
I would I'd ask myself about that thriving list. What 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 would a thriving life look like? Because you know right now what struggling looks like. You're struggling with some things. Those things, once they're out of the way, what are you making room for? That's your thriving list. And I'd love to hear about that in the future. Amazing. Emily, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much. 